Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. So, so chipping, Mike, it's, it's something that, it's one of the most challenging parts of the game. It's also one of the most important, because we all know, you get that ball close to the hole, you can make that putt. Yep. You don't. You're adding immediately adding one stroke, if not two. Right, sure. And, and that's where the strokes really add up. So we want to talk about how we can simplify that a little bit. So today we've got a, a strategy uh, for club selection, and it goes even beyond club selection. We're going to talk a little bit about which type of chip shots to play when. But again, it gives you a methodology, something to think about when you approach these chips, and you try to think, how can I do this in, in the smartest possible way? Because I think sometimes as golfers, we make things harder than they should be. We do. We think too much we do we you know do. we see what they're doing on the tour and the way they're they're mm -hmm. stopping these chips with this uh, incredible spin and stuff like that and sometimes we try to play them in the wrong situation so we're going to talk about how to take that path of re least resistance how to play the right chip shot in the right spot so that you give yourself that chance at getting that up and down and this can be a really important one so i'm really looking forward to that we're going to dive into that in a second but we want to talk a little bit about vermont mike we just got back that was fun that was awesome. It was awesome. It was too short. It was too short. It was mm -hmm. one of those trips that I almost feel like it was a learning experience more than, than anything. And it's like now it kind of like whets the appetite to go back and do it again. Right. Because Absolutely. I feel like we can do even more. Mm -hmm. um, but guys, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, I just want to welcome you to the show. I'm Frank. Mike is here with me, as you see. And we're not pros. We're average golfers. We just love this game. We, we enjoy learning this game. And the things that we do learn, we try to bring to you guys here on the weekly podcast in hopes that it'll help make your game a little bit better and it's things that we're always working on so we're checking back in with these things on a regular basis just because we talked about it here does not mean we've yeah. mastered in fact i don't think anybody ever masters the game of golf, i don't think so sure. i think you're always learning this game man you're, you're always learning it so this is a this is gonna be a fun one we'll dive into that more in a second um and and we'll talk vermont in a second but what do you say we want to do the twitter tap in real quick first yeah we could do that dive into the twitter tap in so um we were in vermont so it got us thinking and, and the Twitter tap is a segment we try to do each week where we on Twitter, by the way, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golfissy. We try to put something out there uh, and give you guys a chance to, to weigh in so you can talk about it here on the show. Uh, and, and in certain ones, certain scenarios, pictures work their way in as well, just like this one. So Mike had a great idea this week. You we were traveling to Vermont. He said, let's ask people, you know, what U.S. state has the best golf courses? Pictures help, of course. And a healthy debate ensued, that's for sure. Now, um, you got to think a lot of people are going to be picking their home state right out of the gate. Right. You know, you're, you're a fan of where you live, but that wasn't the case here. So let's jump right out. I mean, oh, speaking of, it's, it's Eddie jumps out of the page. I know he lives in Illinois. He says it's Illinois. Courses like Cog Hill Golf, uh, Chicago Golf Club, Medina, uh, GF Golf Club, CF Golf Club, I'm sorry. Uh, he said, we're spoiled. So, hey, I, I believe it. There's great golf out there for sure. Never never played out there. You know, me either. And I would say spoiled is a good word for it. I think across the board, we're all spoiled here in the States because this is such a healthy debate because there are so many great states to play golf in. I know. And, I know. and we've recently, especially with the Jersey Shore Tour, trying to highlight so much of the great golf right here in the state of New Jersey where our office is. Um, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the Jersey golf, the really great stuff is private. That's the only thing. Yeah. I think that's the only check against it in the box mm -hmm. um, because you start to think about places like uh, Baltusrol, uh, Somerset Hills, Somer Pine Valley, Liberty National, Liberty National it's just, Bayonne. Right. Yeah. 
private, private, private. Mm -hmm. But we got some good public courses as well. But um, there's so much good golf. Um, Let's see here. Struck Bucks says, North Carolina, without a doubt. Um, Sand Hills of North Carolina are undefeated. And he he put some great pictures in here. I see immediately Tobacco Road. And even mentioning that not pictured here is Pinehurst. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you what, makes a good play for for North Carolina. That's it. For really sure. does. Yeah, we just scratched the surface when we went down there. We did there, and I think one of the f- interesting stats is when we were at Pinehurst, they said within like that hour driving distance, there were like fifty golf courses, yes. and they were all incredible golf courses. And I like that when you get that like kind of like that concentrated areas, like you think like Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mm-hmm. go down right. there, you can make a trip where you you were playing thirty six a day. Yep. and hopping around. That's some of my favorite. Speaking stuff. of Myrtle, Dan Duray just throws a nice drone photo of the ocean course at Kiowa and writes South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, you make a strong point. And yeah. I, I don't even have to go down on uh, down that whole right. avenue because anybody who listens to the show regularly knows that uh, I'm a big ocean course guy. It's my favorite golf course. Um, Jimmy Hargrove says New York, you know, our, yep. our other state, that's where that's where I live. And uh, it's it's true. There's so much great golf in New York. There's great. Out on the island. On, Holy, on, right? yeah. All those private clubs, Sabonic, Shinnecock. Um, those are like dream national courses. Now, uh, Jimmy mentioned Bethpage, public course, Bethpage Black. I mean, even that just Bethpage Westchester State Park, alone. you've got, what, five courses right there. Right there. The black, you know, the red, you got them. Mm-hmm. And it's just an incredible grouping of courses um, right there. But so much good stuff. Um, and here's another one that comes up often, Ohio. Yes. And that is something that I, hands down, I got to gotta see if way we can put together an Ohio travel series. Uh, Columbus is a, is a spot I've really wanted to hit. There's, I think that's a great idea. There, I mean, that is it. like the... It just, it's just one of those golf hubs. There's so much in, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, and it's a place that we haven't had a chance to, to play. It's just, it's just an Can we hit that play. Columbus Zoo? <laughs> <laughs> big Zoo guy. He's a big Zoo guy. Uh, but yeah, Columbus has a lot of great courses. Muirfield definitely will be on the top of that list down there. Yeah, and I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm, okay, Alex Napier says Florida. Florida, of course. It's a lot of great By the way, there. Alex, thanks for throwing these pictures in here. Beautiful pictures. Florida is no doubt yeah, gorgeous. a golf mecca. Um, what I'm searching for here, and I'm not seeing yet, is anybody weighing in with Texas? No Texas here. Because the, Texas is another one. Now, you, you think Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. Another one you think of concentration of golf courses. There's so many in that Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, no one's mentioned California with Monterey and Pebble and Chris Rose mentioned California. Did he? I'm yeah, sorry, he threw California it. in there, but didn't uh, didn't throw drop. Oh, he just dropped the old California there. Got it. Yeah, but hey, there's just so much good stuff. And, and guys, we can continue to to weigh in. Let us know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, let us know some of your favorite states for golf and why. It's it's a fun little uh, healthy debate. Um, Ben, did you see Ben's? It says, pains me to say it, but the answer is Michigan. And there's another place that we've got to get to. Yeah, just playing on the lake. Well, we're going to be, we're going to be heading out to uh, Kohler, hopefully. Yes. So we'll be all over that Lake Michigan. Which is a big one I'm excited about. And and it leads me to, let's talk really quickly uh, uh, about um, Vermont. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, what do you want to do a quick, uh, let's do a quick ad break. Yeah, let's let's take a quick ad break. Go for it. Okay. 
Hey guys, the new Titleist TSI drivers offer players two distinct ways to take advantage of their most advanced metal lineups ever. You can find the one that fits you and experience what it's like to set up for every tee shot ready to perform. Go to Titleist.com to check out the brand new TSI lineup and we can speak firsthand about it. I have never been more confident standing over my tee shots since getting fitted for the new TSI 2. I know Mike plays the TSI 3. So not only check it out, but when you are ready to pull that trigger, which you should be, make sure you go and get fit because when you get these things dialed in, talk about a rocket ship. Yeah, seriously. You've got one, and they are fairway finders. So make sure you go to Titleist.com. Check out the new TSI lineup of drivers. They are Hands down, the best in the business, if you ask me. Yeah, they definitely are. And I want to thank FootJoy. I mean, speaking of Vermont, we we just shot a travel series, a mini series. We're going to dissect it in a bit where we worked with FootJoy. They provided us with the gear for it. Um, And, you know, they've been number one on tour for golf shoes for the last 75 years. They were innovating then. They continue to innovate today with a simple goal to elevate their game so that we all can elevate ours. I mean, they build shoes for every type of player, every swing, every stance, and everywhere in the world that you might play golf. So whether it's the style and the performance of the Premier Series, those are Dope, by the way. Love those in Vermont. Uh, the precision fit of Hyperflex, the traction and comfort of the Pro SL, or just a number of their other amazing shoes. FootJoy offers the golf shoe that is right for your game. FootJoy is passionate about progress, and this is the best their game has ever looked, guys. you got to check them out. Go to footjoy.com slash shoe finder. It's a cool tool to help you find the right shoe for your game. All right, so uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna talk about these, this chipping strategy club selection in a minute. But a couple more things I want to touch on. First, foremost, just touching on, we just got back from Vermont uh, in our Twitter tap, and we talked about some of the best states. And I was thoroughly impressed with the golf that was in Vermont. And I think this is something that we're we we can be on to here, Mike. Mm-hmm. I think these travel series kind of highlighting some of the lesser known. Uh, golf destinations yeah because you know sure we all love to play the major ones the pinehurst the whistling straights that that type of stuff but there's just some things we for whatever reason i mean we've been playing golf here and living in the in new york and new jersey for a long time not even thinking of going out to vermont and then as a do it's kind of unfolding i had one uh one guy dm'd me and he had such a great point because we all think you know you take a golf guy's trip or you know whatever right. a buddy's trip and you go down to myrtle or whatever he said he puts together a trip every year he said all of his buddies they're all kind of like big craft beer guys mm-hmm. right vermont incredible beer and there's i think uh zach had told us that there's more uh breweries in the state of vermont than any other state and it's yeah. not a huge state yeah. per capita there yeah. you go so more breweries per capita so he said that they put up together a trip every year where they'll go up and it's a it's a craft beer and golf trip. That's awesome. I mean, how cool is yeah, that? That's right. Cool. So they 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 get to the breweries, they do whatever, and then they're also playing golf. So that was really cool. Yeah, that's really sweet. And you know, and I'm think I'm digging more and more of these like seasonal travel series where we kind of chase chase the best season. And, mm-hmm. and and speaking of Zach, we were chatting on the on the uh, kind of on the ride back. We were talking about Maine. And how like hitting Maine in August would be a wonderful time to go. And there's some great golf up there. And like we did Vermont in October. And this is the first time that you and I have gone north for a series. Yeah. We're always trying to escape this weather and go south. We do Florida. We did Pinehurst. Um, but, you know, this was a unique thing. And we did it so fast. Like we said earlier on the top of the show, there was a ton of courses that we could have put together yeah. for this trip. 
it's it was hard it, to like pick. I said, it's a learning experience to go and do it again. And and as a big part of this is make sure you check out the Vermont series, a three-episode series. It's going to be on YouTube, Facebook, and, and in the Golf is the app, of course. Um, and you can kind of watch along as as we experience it for the first time. And we talk about different things that if you're if you're planning a trip or you if it inspires you to plan a similar type of trip, some things to do, like one, planning way in advance. Yep. Because we found it very hard to find anywhere to stay because that is the kind of marquee season. You know, when, when the colors pop, the foliage, everyone goes up there to see it. And we found out why. And you'll yeah. see some of these videos. It's just absolutely. Like it was one point we had to literally pull over the side of the road and just take it in. There was this overpass where you could just see uh, just from miles, just colors for miles. And we had to see it. Um, but make sure you guys tune in. Check those out. Uh, and like I said, it's something I think we'll revisit, but I think this is something that we can do more regularly is, is try to even steer, you know, a little bit off the beaten path Love it, and, and just start to see some of these, these hidden gems of golf. I would love to do that, you know? Um, but anyway, I know we want to talk really quick about what's coming up 400th episode and, and you got a, a Z strict update for us. Too, yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't believe, first of all, we'll close 400 episodes. It's wild. You know, we appreciate that. And we've had so many great guests on the show, including, I mean, this year alone, Bubba Watson, Russell Henley, Troy Merritt. We had Jeff Palazzaro from 18 Strong recently, and even Peter Jacobson talking about uh, it's a new event coming up. So we want to bring on more guests for you guys, but uh, we want to bring on the guests that you want to hear. So tweet us, DM us, uh, email us, podcast at golficity.com. I mean, you can find us anywhere, just at Golficity on any of the social channels, or even in the Facebook group. I know you guys are in there. Uh, you can let us know. Who do you want to hear? And we'll, we'll kind of go after them and get them on the show for you. So we do appreciate that. 400, man. That's it, nuts. Yeah, it just, and, and these, these milestones just sneak up on us week after week doing these episodes. Yeah. And it's always fun to take a quick glance back and just see. And, it, and, and we have such big plans to grow the podcast even from here. So for all of you who've been with us, and we know who you are, yeah. there are a lot of you out there. We talk regularly. A lot of you email us and things like that. We, we appreciate everyone who's been with us for for 400 episodes, and we also appreciate everyone if this is your first episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts because we got big things do, going. Um, do we have more episodes than the Seinfeld collection yet? Is there 400 in that collection? Zach? I don't think there's 400 because in, I was just- you know, there 10 I, episodes? No, no, 10, 10 it's seasons, like 20, 30. Yeah, it would be about three. 23 episodes a season. 180 total. 180. Yeah. So yeah. So we we've got we've got Seinfeld, we got Seinfeld beat in one beat. way. Anyway. In one way. Yeah. <laughs> but but speaking of the community, and and I want to talk about the Z Strict meetup in a second. But yeah. Another big announcement. Uh, and and again, you guys are a large part of why we do this. You guys not only like inspire us with some of the messages you send, but all your support we appreciate. And as part of that, we're launching a brand new private messaging community on Leveler. You can get to that by going to golfisty.com slash clubhouse. Um, so this is really, we wanted a, a spot where, and, and we love our Facebook group. We're going to continue to run our, 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 it's a public free Facebook group that we have. And everybody who's in there, it, it makes for great conversations, a lot of fun. And we wanted to have a, a just even a second le level for people who want to have that, that private messaging community where you can talk with the Golficity community. It's a direct line for us. We're going to be in there. We're going to be using that to bounce some ideas off of you guys, give you some behind the scenes looks, um, things like that. It's all going to be in this brand new uh, clubhouse that we're creating. So you can go to golfisty.com slash clubhouse for all the details on that, which is just launched. I'm so, digging it. Yeah. I love I love all the cool features that we can just like quickly do a video chat and 
It's super cool, and we're going to be doing some flash and like quick private giveaways in there. I love the PGA Tour talk. Yeah, there's a segment for PGA Tour talk, and when we're watching, like if there's something crazy going on, it used to be where just me and you were texting each other. Right. Did you just see that? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And now we've got the community where we can hop in, and it just feels like a it's a big text thread with everybody. Yeah, basically, it's so super it's, cool. it's a lot of fun. Um, and Mike, you want to highlight the Z Strict meetup too? I right? do. I want to highlight that because when this episode is is airing, and in about a week or so, November third, uh, we are all going to be at. At uh, Z Strict at Stamford at, at Chelsea Piers in Stamford, Connecticut, at 6:30 p.m. We're going to be doing a meetup. They're kicking off their winter tournament that day, uh, and we're kicking it off with them. And we're going to be playing in the event. And you guys can come down. And you can play in the event. And there's going to be six bays for the event. There's going to be six bays for just open play. There's going to be some prizes, long drive competition. There's going to have some food, some drink, and just hang out. You know, it'll be a fun night. We've done this before. Uh, so Zach, Frank, and myself will be down there. We're gonna hang out and come down and chill. And so, no doubt, some of the coolest simulators in the game. I, the, I, like, I, I yeah, like can. ridiculous. They're so realistic, and the floor actually moves to simulate whatever lie you yeah. have. So you play like a hilly course. Like if you play Beth Page Black, you know if you've got a side hill lie, the floor will lift up move and simulate that angle that you have to hit it and I, I i haven't seen that anywhere else so it's just absolutely incredible our last meet up there last year was really successful um so make sure you guys register in advance the, because that one's going to be important yeah and i wanted to throw that at you here because i mean the, i mean we'll put it in the show notes uh but the easiest thing is this link tinyurl.com slash golficity there you go so remember that Jot it down. And we'll, yeah, we will 100%. It's free. It I mean, it's notes. free to come in. And you just pay You pay 20 bucks if you want to enter the tournament. You don't have to enter the tournament. You can come use the other bays and just hang out. Right. Come grab a drink. Yeah. There's going to be a so, bar there. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, and then other than that, you know, we're gonna like I said, we're going to talk about chipping right here in a second. But the other thing I want to mention is because I don't want anyone to miss it. We've got another big giveaway going on right now with ShotScope. Um, I can't tell you how many units we're giving away because that's part of the surprise mm -hmm. of the video that we recently but it's did. <laughs> but check out our YouTube channel. Check out the Secret Targets Challenge for every target that we hit we earned one shot scope device either a shot scope uh v3 watch or a pro l1 rangefinder to give away and let's just say we earned a bunch of them so we're giving a whole bunch of them away that's gonna be really exciting um all right so let's let's talk this about chipping and, and especially specifically distance control because a lot like when we talk about with putting we talk about how pace is like king Right. right. Yep. Because ultimately, yes, we want to make sure we get our breaks and things like that. Right. But we all know that really it's all about getting it close to the hole and making that that second putt mm -hmm. a lot easier. Well, you think about chipping kind of the same way. You know, when you're around that green, what you really want to do is you want to be able to put that ball close enough that it's in a, in a high make percentage for putting. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And I think that's why what's so interesting about the game of golf in general. There's so many different ways to to play it. It makes you think. Like you can have the same shot in front of you. You can have the same the ball in the same spot and the holes in the same spot and you can get there many different ways. Right. You know, especially when we think about chipping, there's basically two kind of ways to do it. You can either do it with spin or with speed. Right. So when we think about speed, we think of like a bump and run, a run. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we say that, it means that the ball is going to hit the putting surface and it's going to run for a bit before coming to a stop. When we think spin, spin is something where um, 
you're gonna it's gonna stop a lot quicker. We just, we recently did a podcast, Mike, on on that like, kind of like nippy chip shot that, that yep. stops. Mm-hmm. But the key here, and I think where a lot of us as amateur golfers get hung up, is we pick one and we try to play that shot all the time. Right, definitely. Right. Whereas your more experienced golfers know that what's really going to dictate the shot you play is going to be the condition, specifically the lie. Mm. So we'll dive into each one in a second, but basically there's going to be a few, and, and again, there's going to be caveats to, to all this type of stuff because each lie is different, okay? You can see it kind of rough doesn't mean the same thing all the time, you Got know? It. it can be depend on how much grass is behind the ball and things like that. But if we speak kind of generally, when you're in the rough, that's that time to use more of the bump and run. You know, using a little bit of speed. And the reason for that is anytime you get anything between the surface of the ball and the club face, you dramatically decrease your ability to put spin on the ball. Right. Right. So if you've got, it can be anything, it could be grass, it could be sand, it could be water. Anything like that, and we've done. We've been fortunate enough to do some testing with this. We we were at the the Titleist uh, facility in Manchester Lane, and we tried, you know, even with groove wear and just seeing the difference way it can dramatically change. And remember, if you play that spinny shot and you don't get the spin you want, it could be in a lot of yeah, trouble. It could be a disaster, right? Because yep. if you're relying on spin to stop it, and you carry that ball further, or maybe a downhill, we'll talk about that in a second. If you don't get the spin you want it's going to be, you know, gone. It's going to roll away from the hole. So why would so, you need speed then? I mean, I guess, thinking, put us in the position for new golfers out there. Is this, is this a green side shot? Yeah, so we're chipping. We're, we're somewhere chipping around, around the, the green. green. We're considering it a chip shot, which I know can vary in and of itself, but picture a chip shot. And if you need, you, you're in the rough, you would want speed if you need to hit a bump and run up onto the green? Yeah, but by speed, we mean a bump and run. Got it. So speed just basically means that you're, you're going to get that ball out out and rolling it's usually a lower shot it's a shot that doesn't check up as much so for example let's say we're, we're in the rough um if we see that that it's a situation where we're not gonna be able to put a lot of spin on it mm-hmm. then it just makes sense to adapt and not play a spinny shot in this particular case i would rather play something that is expected to run out and I will adjust my trajectory and the, the, you know, basically the 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 speed, the swing speed in which I put that you know force on the ball to basically adapt to how much run out that I want. But again, we're just shifting that thinking of just saying like, if you're the type of player who is always hitting the the same chip shot with the same club, you you are, certain situations you're basically putting yourself in a situation where it's not as possible to make. Got it. So for example, if you're a guy who's always thinking about playing a spinny stoppy chip shot, you're in the rough. It's not necessarily feasible because of the fact that you're not going to be able to get that bite on the ball when you're, when you have that grass between the club face and the ball. I got it. Okay. We do find ourselves in the rough green side quite often as amateurs. For sure. So this is, so here's where it might be a, a simple adaptation is saying like, if you're in that rough, your first look might be, can I play a bump and run? Now, again, I say this with super like super generalities because there's so many different things that can happen. There can be something, a hill or a bunker or something that's between you and the green that kind of stops you from having the ability to really run it up. Mm-hmm. But I generally think, it, speaking, when you're, you're faced with that situation where you're in the rough, I think your first thought should be, can I do a bump and run from here? Can I run it from here? Um, and that'll kind of, help you because you you can kind of look at it that way and only have to play spin if you absolutely had to now 
spin though does have a place, right? So now it can really help on those downhill shots. So as we know, sometimes, again, we're, we're thinking where, where other shots, you can't kind of like force a, a square peg into a round hole, right? So there's certain spots like a bump and run might not work if you've got a, a, a green that's sloping away from you because there just might not be enough room to land it where it's going to run and it's going to stop. It's going to hit that surface yeah. and keep going. And those downhill shots are hard enough, and now you got to put spin on it. Right, you know, but you. But what I'm saying is, try if you tried this shot without spin. If you were, uh, let's say, you were a strict bump and run guy, you may not have anywhere to land it where it's going right. to stop. It's mm-hmm. going to keep going. You need some other method of stopping, mm-hmm. and that method might be applying some spin to it. Um, so. We'll talk about kind of each shot in a second, but if nothing else, it just shows you we're trying to show like that strategy of thinking differently and why to play different shots because this is what the best golfers do. They think what what golf what shots to play and where. It doesn't mean you necessarily know how to play that shot. Right. So no matter what we talk about here, and we always say this, go out and practice it before you try to put it in application out on the course. So if you're not if you don't know how to play that spinny chip shot, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, maybe go back listen to that episode. But go through and practice it so you're ready to play it. And again, you're not forcing that square peg into that round hole and trying to play a bump and run on a downhill, maybe short-sided pin. Um, And that's the other one is often if you have a short-sided pin, um, and this is for our newer golfers. This is when the the pin. Let's say you've got a a, a green. You're looking straight at it, and the pin is on the the way right side, and you're to the right of the green, meaning most of the the green is beyond the pin for you. That means you're short sided. There's not as much green to work with. Um, here again, it might be where you've got to apply a little bit of spin to it mm-hmm. in order to stop it, because again, it all comes down to a bump and run requires the way the bump and run is going to stop is that over time the friction with the surface is going to slow it down it's not spinning it's just kind of in you know it's hitting yeah. the grass is whatever if you don't have as much grass to work with mm. like you can't necessarily take that high risk of playing a bump and run where you've got to land it in the rough yeah because it might not come out that's got to be one of the hardest shots in golf a short-sided chip shot from the rough where you can't get spin Right. Because it's like, what do you do? Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's where you see those those dicey shots on the PGA Tour where they're short-sided, they're in the rough, and then that's where granularly you're seeing these guys are really, a lot of the time that they're spend, spending is looking at that lie. Yeah. And just saying, because not all rough lies are great. They're looking at it and they're thinking, how much spin am I going to be able to get on this ball? And I think then, about Jordan's that, shot at Whistling Straits. At the Ryder Cup, when he hit it like all the way in the air, oh yeah, yeah. he was so short sighted. Like he just threw it up there. Yeah, but he was on such a dramatic that, uphill that he, that ball was going to come out high no matter what. He right. Did. But I think that's where these guys will they'll look at a, a possible flop shot mm-hmm. or things like that. And there's other ways to play it. But again, these we're talking about the most dramatic instances of it. But regardless, it's just starting to shift your thinking and saying like, okay, can I put spin on the ball? Or is it something where I can't? And I need to play the the bump and run. So one thing you can do and. and uh, uh, we're big advocates of simplifying this game as much as possible because it can get so, no matter what, it, it can get so challenging. We all know that. So anywhere where we can simplify it, we try to. And we've talked before on the podcast about one way to simplify it might be just picking one club to chip with. Mm-hmm. I like that idea for for beginners. I, I like this idea, though, expanding upon that of having basically two chipping clubs, having one for each application. And then that way, again, we're kind of simplifying this decision-making process down. It's like, where's the ball? Can I put spin on it? 
Do I have room to run it out if I bump and run? Okay, now I chose a shot. It might be a spin shot or a bump and run shot, and I have a club for each. What are those clubs for you? Do you know? I mean, like, would you use like eight iron for the bump? So, yeah. So, I think a good one to do for the bump and run would be to have anything from an eight iron to a pitching wedge, mm-hmm. right? So, something in that where it's not going to be as spinny but it's going to be easier to make that contact with in the rough. You're going to be able to get through it. It's got enough loft on it that it's going to get that ball up and out of the grass. It's not like hitting with a four iron and just pushing it through the rough, right? And then that way you're going to you're going to get used to like how that rolls out. But I think the most important thing is picking one of those clubs and kind of sticking with that as your bump and run club. And the reason I say that is each one is going to have different loft, so each one's going to have a different run out. And mm-hmm. you need to have some predictability. If you're gonna if you're gonna be letting that ball run out, if you're using speed, as we say, to get that chip shot close to the hole, you got to kind of know and, and get develop a feel for it. So I like just kind of picking one go to club that's in that bump and run range, if that makes sense. I like that. Mm-hmm. So um, again, you're not gonna get significant backspin, but that's not something you're worried mm-hmm. about here. Now for your more spinny shots now again like you really got to make sure is it is the lie something that's going to enable you to put spin on the ball there's where i like to see something with a a higher loft anything 55 degrees to 60 degrees obviously the more lofted the club the longer that ball is in is in contact with the face and that's why too you sometimes you see you'll open that that club up a bit because you're you're engaging the ball with the face even longer that way and that's what helps you create that backspin but there is guys there's a lot of caveats to this i'll tell you that right now um, because there's things like bounce Mm -hmm. Um, there's different conditions we learned that real quick in pinehurst Right where we we had the bounce for our clubs a little bit more designed for the types of turf that we have here in the Northeast, and then in Pinehurst, you know, we're laughing like, why can't I chip? I know, here? I know. Right? So I think that there's a lot of other caveats. So I'm speaking in generalities. It was going to take a lot of your own experimenting, experiment with your different clubs, but generally speaking, a little bit more loft is going to allow you to put a little bit more spin on that ball if you can get a nice clean strike so now i'm kind of again simplify 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 i'm saying i've got let's say in my case i've got my nine iron for my bump and run and i've got my 56 degree wedge for my my spinnier chip shots mm-hmm. now i just look at my lie i look at the the pin do i have room to run it out you know can i play that bump and run uh if not okay can i play the spinnier shot what's my what's my lie look like can I can I get this club face on the ball? Can I rely on the fact that it's going to put spin so I know it's going to stop? That's that kind of decision-making process. Yeah, and for sure the bump and run is something that, you know, it's not something we learn overnight. That's a hard shot. I mean, if you had to, if you had to pick, I mean, an amateur, if their ball is close to the green, right off the green, what's the first club they're going to go grab? So the first general rule of thumb is always to opt for the bump and run over the spin shot. No matter what, the spin shot is always going to be the hardest shot to play. So... And, and this is where you can see like a spinny shot is a difficult shot. It's a shot for our, our little bit higher level golfers and stuff like that. It's going to take time. You need to make sure that you can develop this. But then a lot of times you can see, you know, even some of your higher handicap golfers, they're adept at that bump and run because it's a it's a simpler shot to execute. In a lot mm. of ways, a lot of people say it's a lot like a it's putting stroke. just like stroke. a putt almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, recently, Kevin Sprecher was teaching us how to hit it even with the hybrid. Right. Right, where you're on that fringy spot where you're just, just off the tight line to the rough and you just need something just to kind of get through that rough. And he would just say, grab your, grab your hybrid, hit it like a putter. So 
the first look you should be looking at is, do I have the ability to hit that easier shot? Because why, I, I know that that nippy, as we said, that nippy, spinny chip shot is a sexy shot. It is. It looks yep. great when it happens, mm -hmm. right? We all know that. But I think too many of us try to force it in and try to do that at times when we can't necessarily do it. Right. So I think the first look would be just ruling out. The only time you put that spin into place is when you rule out that the bump and run won't work, right? So bump and run won't work in a situation where the pin is too short-sided. The green is, as we said earlier, There's sloping away from you. you too much. Right. There's a bunker. Mm. Something there where you can't just get that ball going on the ground and, and rolling out. That's where you're going to have to look at pulling out that that um, that that higher lofted club and seeing if you can put some spin on it to to stop that ball. And again, ideally, that's a good clean lie. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen to you every time. Right. I think the those most dramatic situations, like we were explaining earlier, you might have to alter even away from a chip shot. At that point, play that flop shot. That's its own animal mm -hmm. to tackle. Yep. Um. But. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're just around those, if you can, if there's one thing you want to work on in your game, if you can just get out there, get a nice 25 yard circle around the green in a practice facility, oh, man. pull out whatever it is, eight, nine pitching wedge, whatever wants to be your like bump and run chipping club and just practice that and practice just develop like develop the feel. Yeah. Yes, just like you would practice your lag putting mm -hmm. and get the feel for the speed. Just running it up, running it up, and just getting it close. And then that is going to be a shot that's going to change the way you score. For sure. I mean, yeah. you know how I am with my 60 degree. It's like the most confident shot in the bag for exactly. me. So. Exactly. And, that's, and that, too, is an example of saying, like, you don't necessarily have to always go with, with the clubs that we're saying here. Right. You know, if you can do it with your 60, do it with your 60. Just but I will take a bump easier. and run when I'm in the same spot, but just on a tighter lie in the fairway. Right. I like to almost, quote, putt it with my long iron or an eight or nine so i definitely have both shots in the bag whether they're both great <laughs> exactly. they're both there i just got to work on them and that's what it is just simplifying it down to that stroke so again guys we're just trying to simplify the situation the first thing is taking a look assessing what does the pin look like what's the lie look like can i bump and run this up there no okay uh can i play a spin shot can i get that club face on the ball and then adapt from there. Just kind of do it as a triage. Just like work your way through and starting with the easiest shot to hit and building up to being where if you're forced to the hardest shot to hit at that point, it's just about executing. And if, if you struggle with it, going back and practicing it. But that bump and shot, bump and run shot, it's a good way to think of it as your de default chip, chipping situation and then working that spin in when, when you need to because you've got that tricky pin. Yeah, I could be a good winter baseman to reel the bump and run with those plastic balls. Yeah, just you can work on just you know hitting that low point, hitting that your low swing point, yep, just whatever. But I just I think nothing is ever going to beat getting out there on the, the oh, facility yep. and just seeing. I I do the same thing with my putting. I've been struggling with my lag putting and things like that. I work on my putting stroke, the fundamentals of it at home. But nothing beats getting out there on the putting surface and trying some long putts and just getting a feel for that ball and how it rolls out and how it stops. Same thing with uh, the bump and run chip. So hopefully that helps you guys. Like I said, use that as that methodology to go through and, and always, always don't make a hard game harder. Always choose that path of least resistance. Like I said, the bump and run, it might not be the sexiest shot on earth, but it's going to be something that is it's easier to execute often than than making sure that you you get that bite spin that you need. So go through it, look at the shot and say, 
what is the path of least resistance here? What can I, what is the easiest thing I can do to get as close to that hole as I can to try to get out of here with my up and down par, hopefully. Yeah. Right. So that's how, that's how you do it. But guys, if you've got your, some of your own tips, something that's worked, make sure you drop them in the comments. Let us know. We always appreciate those. As with everything, we're always learning. That's for sure. This is a game we'll be learning until the, the day we die. So you can get to the show notes, everything we talked about here today by going to golfisy.com slash episode 398. And we'll see everybody again next week.